Welcome to I Have Some Notes Side Notes Edition. This is the uh, portion of the I Have Some Notes podcast where we, we don't talk about a movie. We talk about something else. So usually something movie-related to movie, a uh, general topic of sorts. Uh, this is We are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB Financial. Uh, my name is Colin McIntyre. I'm Greg Beaver. I'm Scott C. Bourgeois. Uh, joining us is a uh, special guest today, uh, Beverly Teresa, social media strategist to the stars. <laughs> Beverly, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Uh, so the the, t- the thing that actually... Um, so. Beverly, we actually we 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 we're thinking about what we're going to do for side notes. We're we're going to one path, and then when you agreed to be on uh, the podcast with us, we threw that in the threw that in the garbage, uh, and Greg came up with a with a completely different to- topic to sort of um, use your your um, uh, your knowledge and obviously your your tradesmanship, uh, being a social media strategist, marketing strategist, to kind of uh, you know to to pick your brain as it were. So. Um, Greg, what was what was uh, what was what was the topic we wanted? We to came up with sort of like the the, the advantages and and pitfalls for um, uh, storytellers and actors and and uh, directors uh, being on social media and uh, interacting uh, with directly with the fans, um, which we know from a very recent example of uh, Kelly Marie Tran, uh, star of uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Uh, who played? Uh, she played uh, Rose Tico, who uh, had an Instagram account, and it was a very, very positive Instagram account. She was very proud of being in Star Wars, and uh, and uh, posted all sorts of really uh, fun uh, images and of her just being genuinely happy about being in the movie, and um, and uh, a certain section of the uh, Star Wars fandom saw fit. To um, harass the ever-loving shit out of her, um, because um, I assume that a they don't like women, b um, they're racist, and uh, and c they're just plain jerks. Uh, and uh, she decided to uh, to delete all those um, really uh, fun images, and uh, and uh, was basically harassed off of Instagram. So it was a really really unfortunate uh, situation, and then. You know, he, she's uh, she's hardly alone in this. There's a, a long list of uh, of celebrities and uh, and uh, um, movie types that have uh, had to quit social media various forms because of this type of harassment. So I guess uh, my question would maybe to to to, to Beverly and obviously to the crowd. Um, you know, so if so if you're if you're a celebrity and obviously you know part of your craft is to promote yourself and that sort of thing. If you're an actor, writer, that's stuff. So, A, should you be on social media? I'm sure the answer is probably going to be, be yes. like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yes. Um, but B, so, like, you know, how do you manage these environments now? Or how do you manage this sort of thing where it's, like, in most cases in it that there's you're going to have at least some sort of rage or harassment, like, directed at you? Um, yeah, to, particularly to, the more, to, the to more popular to, of a thing that you're involved in. And, and typically the more, quote, unquote, geekier your thing is, the more likely you seem to be. Uh, to run into uh, some of this harassment, you know. Um, obviously, um, Gamergate is a very famous example of this, where where uh, inside the very male-dominated space, uh, uh, one one woman uh, sought to make a game about depression and uh, uh, ended up getting uh, uh, harassed incessantly for it. So, nerds are jerks. <laughs> That actually, that happened locally to someone I know on Twitter. Um, she was on a panel at 
comic convention, I think in Edmonton or Calgary, and she actually had to make her Twitter account private, and she was a verified user, so she lost her verification. But, like, she had to, like, not use Twitter, and Twitter was basically, like, that's her space where she, like, talks about however she can feel and stuff. But she was getting harassed so badly that she had to lock it down, and, and, yeah. I don't know. Like, what do you think, Scott? Like, can you, (laughs) like, help us understand the the why fandom gets uh so um um violent almost i don't know why you're turning to me as an expert <laughs> on this uh other than i'm uh, i was, the big I was just nerd like, in the room yeah. but um my uh, my take on it is that people get really possessive about the stuff that they like and when for better or for worse, when other people start to hone in on that thing that they like because they're very possessive of it, they get super defensive and they lash out at people. Um, and it's it's wrong. It's not correct. Um, and that's why, I mean, people talk about uh, gatekeepers to communities. Like there are gatekeepers to comics. And there's gatekeepers to video games. And it's these, these are the people who want to keep other people out of their thing. And because they're possessive of it. And uh, for a long time, a lot of this stuff, especially in the nerd culture, quote unquote, your Star Wars is your, your, your treks, your comics, your, your games of video um, have been a very male dominated space because it was the it was the nerdy thing that boys did. And so when you have women suddenly showing interest in it and coming into that that space, that social space they get real angry about it. It's a, because like a, a fear that the, that the thing that they love is going to change. Is that the, essentially what it boils down to? Yes, which is tragic because things changing is good, number one. And number yeah. two, the stuff that you love about it doesn't get ruined by the new stuff being different. Like your old Star Wars... Star Wars is a bad example because George Lucas actually actively goes back and changes stuff for the worse. But... Um, like your old comics are still going to be there. They're still good. They didn't go bad just yeah. because the new comics are being written by women. Yeah. Uh, your old video games, you can still play. Yeah. They're not jackbooted thugs. Don't kick in your door and take your stuff because it's new. Like that's, that's one of the things that I think people lose sight of is just because something has evolved and just because the social space has evolved doesn't mean the stuff that you love about it is is ruined all of a sudden. Yeah, I like to look at this through the lens of Star Trek, as I often do, and because um, you know there's uh, there's a lot of uh, um, a newer Trek that I don't like, like all the J.J. Abrams uh, movies, and um, and to a certain extent Discovery, although I'm kind of on the fence about certain parts of it, but like. You know, uh, I quite frequently go back to, you know, all the old series that I loved. And you know what? They're still awesome. And I still love it the same way that I did when uh, when I was, uh, you know, a, a tender teen. And, and, and nothing has really, really changed about how I feel about all that old material. Um, it, you know, I, I can lament the fact that like Star Trek is now sort of like an action series is and less like a, a like a a, a fun uh, sciencey romp, 
but uh, but it doesn't mean that I that the thing that I loved suddenly just disappeared. It still yeah. exists, right? You can still go back and watch TNG or DS Nine, yeah, just because you don't like the new stuff. So my so my question so because obviously this is the world in which we live right now, and this stuff does happen. It does you know it's unfor- it's fortunate that it's sort of it's everyone knows it's bad and it doesn't. You know, I think there's I think there's universal outcry that says like this is not I don't think people treat this lightly anymore that people are treating this like this is a bad thing and you know being harassed off of a platform in some cases worse than that isn't smart. Um, how does that like you know? But so if you are let's say that that celebrity that director that stuff like that um, does this does this change how you actually use these platforms now? Does does it you know do you do you, you maybe you a do you maybe not use certain platforms or or b you just maybe you know, you pull it back so much that's just like, okay, I'm not going to use it for any interaction. It's strictly just a, like a broadcasting medium. Like, is that like, is that what you would have to do? Like, in order to sort of save yourself from all of, like the harassment and, and all all that other stuff. I feel like you would almost have to like just either hire someone to do your social or just post and like not engage with people. And you yeah. always see like a lot of celebrities don't even like they'll post something and then you don't hear from them for like a couple of days or something, or yeah. they're not in their comments. They're not like active with their followers. Yeah. Um, it's good to see that like when people leave negative comments, the, like the actual true fa- fans of that person will come to their defense for them. Yeah. Um, and it's the same with brands and businesses too. Like you have your brand ambassadors, you have your celebrity ambassadors, but yeah, it's just kind of unfortunate. But then, like you said, like people aren't taking it lightly anymore, but, Really, like, I'm like, I could be like, I'm not, I'm gonna like stand up and do something about it, but then I could be one of those people, yeah, that are like leaving negative comments and not seeing anything wrong with it. Yeah, I find it interesting that, um, you, you make, you make a, a very correct and sound argument in that uh, the, the sanest thing for a celebrity to do would be to be impersonal on social media when, um, I think it's interesting that the be- the the companies that have done the best on social media are the ones that seem to have the human touch mm-hmm. and actually engage with their followers. Yeah. Like uh, Wendy's was brought up before we started recording. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights this last sure. hockey season yeah. were uh, a hit on social media because whoever their social person is was quite good and, and engaging. I think that's I think that that's interesting that companies are served by being uh, personal. And celebrities are served by being impersonal. That's a fair point. Yeah. Mean, it's a weird yeah, with, dichotomy. With businesses, it's hard to stand out. Like you're, like you could be an accounting firm and just be like really boring, but then on social media, you're amazing. So people are like, "I'm going to use you as my accounting yeah. firm," even though you're boring in real life. Um, but celebrities are already famous, so it's kind of like an add-on, maybe that you get to see. I don't know. Tyrese on a boat. <laughs> well, I, you know, there's a yeah, there's a there's kind of a, an extra thing at play with being a, a, I imagine being a celebrity on on social media is that um, I mean, t- typically how it used to work is that you would not have that much engagement with the fans unless you were, you know, going to conventions or something like that. But now you have access to essentially all your fans all the time and and getting. Um, constant feedback from them. So um, I imagine like as a person trying to manage that, that must be, that must be very confusing partly because, you know, your fans don't know you and they, they have expectations of who you are based on 
what you've done, uh, you know, the movies you've wrote or the or the movies that you've acted in. Right. So they you're they're coming at you from this sort of like preconceived notion of who you are and what you're all about. And if you step out of line with what that is, uh, then you're then you may get a, a pretty severe reaction um, by people who, who suddenly uh, almost, I think, see it as a betrayal of some kind, you know, it's, you know, some people don't, some people just can't deal with the fact that like celebrities are people too. And they, and they, they aren't necessarily, um, you know, you're, you aren't necessarily going to conform to what you think is your best friend or whatever you want them to be. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's easy to forget that like, if you follow someone, then they have like a million legit followers and things like that, that that person, there's like a real person behind those edited images Mm -hmm. or so I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of just unfortunate, but like I love social media, so I'm not going to slam it. Well, it's it's easy. It's definitely easier for. I mean, we because we have like a pretty most you know modest followings and on the online like, and maybe um, maybe we're not one to like rock the boat too much or whatever. So we don't necessarily have to deal with, um, you know, you say something politically motivated and then have you know, a million dude bros come down on you, on it, on you for it or whatever. Like every, you know, every once in a while, like I'll have a, I'll have a tweet that like, um, gets a, you know, a much bigger reaction than what I'm used to. And I find that exhausting. And and that's just, and that's just like, that's just like little old me with like whatever 500 followers I have or something like that. Right. So I can't imagine what it's like when, when, uh, you're a celebrity with millions of followers and they're all reacting to you at yeah. once, you know, and, and if you at, and at a certain point, like I, I don't really blame them for wanting to leave because it must it must feel like an awfully big weight on your shoulders. And and, and as we know from uh, from things like mean tweets on uh, Jimmy Kimmel and stuff like that, like some of this stuff gets really vitriolic. And, and that's and, and that's just the stuff that he's sh- he's posting that's funny, like let alone all the really, really nasty stuff that's uh, that's coming out. That's like, you know, racist and misogynistic and, and so on and so forth. It's also uh, kind of in human nature to hang your hat on the worst stuff. The the criticism is the stuff that's going to stand out more than absolutely than the support. And you could have. 90% of your followers be super awesome and be constantly, you know, pumping up your tires and telling you you're great. And then you've got that 10% of people who are just mean and relentlessly vitriolic. And that's the stuff that's going to stick in your craw and that's going to make you like lose sleep at night. Yeah. It's funny that you bring that up. So personal story. Um, I just presented at a conference in Calgary and then they ask for people's feedback um, just through like their app or whatever. And then I requested like copy of my feedback and probably like 95% of it was positive. And like people came up to me after and said, I did a really good job and blah, blah, blah. But then all I focused on were like the four or five negative things people had to say. And it wasn't really that negative. It was just like, I didn't find value from her talk. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, I wanted to literally like crawl into a (laughs) hole and like, screw social media. I'm never going to do social media again. And it was, yeah, so easy to focus on the negative. Um, but yeah, the ratio is almost like 10 to one. It takes like 10 yeah. compliments to get rid of one and to sort of cancel yeah. out one negative comment. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's tough. You know, you know, we're, you know, um, uh, like 
we're creatives here in the uh, at the I have some note studios and we constantly push out you know our little podcasts and our drawings and and comics and things like that that we make and and you know you get to, you, you you want people to see it and you put it in an environment where people can see it and you hope that they like it but um, you know uh, inevitably the uh, the criticism comes and you have to you have to find a way of uh, uh, dealing with it and and being able to put it in the proper perspective but i imagine like for some of these celebrities like uh, you know uh Ryan Johnson had a um a pretty tough time after the last jedi came out because it wasn't necessarily well received by the uh the core uh star trek or star wars fans and and uh and uh, i think a lot of people sort of blamed him for um taking the series in a direction they really didn't want it to go and uh um you know that would be crushing i think if i you know was it was a director and i and i got to direct a star wars movie something that that would just be like a dream come true and then to to work years and years to make this movie and then it finally comes out and uh and you just get crushed uh by by uh fans over and over and over again that would be extremely difficult to take i think and maybe that's because maybe uh like you know i think it depends on i and i guess me might maybe at that at that point like if you're if you're if you're rian johnson it's maybe it's it's a fine-tuning of perspective because you know i would think that i would think that michael bay probably sleeps pretty soundly at night (laughs) And he, you know, there's probably not a, a person on the earth who would say, oh, yeah, Michael Bay makes a great quality motion picture. But if I'm looking at all the money that his movies have made, you would say, like, you'd be like, hey, man, people love my movies. People go to them. Like, I don't make bombs. I make, you know, box office hits. Does, does Michael Bay have a notable social media account, though? Does that's, a he, good, that's a good Does question. he deal with people on a daily basis, telling yeah. him to his, essentially to his face, that he's a terrible director? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that. But yeah. I guess that's, I think that's, I think, and I think, yeah, it would be disappointing, obviously, you know, if you were, if you had built, if you had built sort of your social media and your sort of your accounts as, as being sort of like a very personal person mm-hmm. uh, as a way to sort of like, yeah, I'm going to do something great for you guys, for the fans. And then you do this thing and, you know, you get all this negative, you know, feedback. I would think that one thing, but if it's like, okay, well, it still made a billion dollars. Okay. Well, people obviously liked it. So like, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, people definitely went to it. Whether they liked it or not, I guess is a, is a yeah. might be an entirely different question. But like, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, I think there's a like there's a inherent uh, vulnerability of being uh, like a creative uh, uh, person. Like, it, part of part of being that type of person, um, you know, you you sort of require and need uh, uh, approval from other people, you know, and, and uh, I think it's most, most notable in comedians who are, who are, you know, they live for going up in this stage and, and making people laugh and, and getting that approval. And it's, uh, uh, you know, I, I, like, I can't, like, I can't imagine how difficult that would be to have to, you know, to need that approval and then being uh, constantly crushed uh, by people who, you know, they don't just, they don't give a shit. They're just trying to hurt you. There's, you know, there's also this sort of like this idea out there that like, um, oh, well, celebrities and all these people make tons of money and, and therefore, you know, they can they can take it. 
you know, oh, too bad, so sad. Like you have millions of dollars, and but and you're getting a little bit of criticism. So what? And I, I, I that always makes me very, very angry because like it doesn't really it doesn't matter how much money you make. Like you're you're still very much a human being with feelings and, and, and like, you know, maybe, maybe your life is a little bit easier because of the, the amount of money that you make, but it doesn't, uh, it doesn't make, uh, doesn't mean that you're invulnerable. And we know that tons of, uh, uh, creatives, you know, commit suicide or just recently Anthony yeah. Bourdain. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, we, there, we all have our, we all have our vulnerabilities and, and, and whether you're, if you're if you're someone that suffers from depression or something like that, like none of that, like money doesn't matter. No, and negative, especially if you're someone who's dealing with depression, negative criticism is the worst thing that you can experience, probably, mm-hmm. because that that can lead you into a spiral. And and it, it and no be- and no amount of of positive reinforcement can necessarily help in that case. Yeah, it may reinforce feelings that you're already feeling. Um, I've, I mean, I've only personally experienced depression in a in a minor way, but like it, um, I think it affects everyone um, differently. Um, so, for, so for some people, maybe the um, you know negative comments may not hurt them, and the, and their depression is is um, chugged along by other things in their life. But yeah, definitely for like some. For some people, it could be it could exacerbate the problem immensely. So yeah, I mean, keep that in mind, people. When you're talking to, when you're gonna, you're gonna uh, shout at celebrities online is like, you know, they, they're they're real people, or and anyone, they, and they're they're actually reading that shit. It's well, not. And I've seen I've seen social media yeah, interactions or, turn on a dime because of that, where someone will say something unthinkingly cruel mm-hmm. to a celebrity, and then the celebrity like replies, engaging with them. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, hey, hey, big fan. Thanks for the reply. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, like, oh, suddenly you remembered that it's a human being you're talking to. Yeah. And that's why you feel bad and you're trying to walk back what you said. You still said that hateful, terrible thing. Yeah. And and sure, you got the rise out of the celebrity. But that, like, if that was your end goal, then you're, you're a monster. ATB has a cool program called Lender that can help you if you need to find alternative funding ideas. ATB matches what you can raise from a crowd. Check out uh, atblender.ca to learn more. That's Lender with an R. I'm reminded of something, and forgive me for this, of something Louis C.K. said once, um, which... It's problematic for some reason. <laughs> we all know for several reasons. Um, but he uh, he was right about this: is that that part of the problem with with um, with social media and stuff like that is you don't you don't get um, that immediate reaction from someone. Like you don't have to look at their face when you say something mean to them and see how that made them feel, right? And and that and you know you get that that uh, that reaction then it makes you feel bad instantly but when you do it online you don't see any of that you just put that whatever you want to uh put out there and and score you just you just got a whole bunch of of, of social media points for for <laughs> for taking down a, a a bad person or a bad celebrity or someone you 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 disagree with well it's more than that as well because um 
the anonymity of the online social space also uh, means that there aren't consequences for a lot of people for saying terrible things. And uh, we even kind of touched on this a little before the recording. You can't go out in public and start harassing someone. You'll get the cops called on you. But you can go online and do it with almost no consequence. Like there are people who get caught. Cyberbullying is is something that uh, the law is is trying to rein in a little bit because it is a problem. Um, but it's much easier to get away with online harassment. And the anonymity of being online makes a lot of people think that they can get away with some truly heinous stuff yeah. without without repercussion, without the without the social repercussion that keeps them from doing that exact same thing in person. Yeah. So my my so my question is is let's say so let's say let's 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 build out like these alternate realities where maybe in one alternate reality um like the social media platforms that we all all use all of a sudden they, that goes away that like okay you want to use gibbler or whatever you want to call it <laughs> squabbler whatever it is uh kate you need we want your name we want your phone number we want your we want your driver's license that like was we, facebook was fa- like before you had to have your was fa- did facebook you need like to have your that? educational email address yeah. okay. and then you needed to have your real name and if they thought your name was fake you have to show them your driver's yeah. license yeah so and i and i i think i like there was like that became an issue back in yeah. the day um but obviously, like, you know, now it's 2018, these things happen. Like, does, you know, A, do, does, you know, do people still use social media the same way? Or do they even use it at all? Like, would they use that platform that's, that's okay, I, I can't be, you know, you know, Blue Jay hat 2099. I actually have to be, nope, here's me, here's my face, here's my mailing address, here's like, so like, would people still use that platform? Like, is that something that people would actually? So you're saying like, if use? Uh, if uh, if the you're basically asking if the anonymity was taken out. Well, yeah, like, and I guess, would, and I and I guess the reason I I asked that is because is um, from from what I understand, and again, I'm not I'm not the expert. I'm not you know I read whatever I read, but that you know a lot of these you know these social media things we services we use, you know, they're built as platforms, and they say like, hey, this is a platform. We're not here to tell you how to use it. This is a platform. We do it. Um, you know, and they kind of say like they're you know they're public spaces, um, and and I, and it's something I've been thinking about really kind of lately with obviously everything that's going on, and saying well they'll you know like is a, is a is a social media platform as as, a, as public a space as let's say a shopping mall. Now a shopping mall is a publicish space because you can go there for free, you can wander around, but if you're in a shopping mall, you can't just be smacking people in the face or harassing them because then it's private property and you will be escorted out and you'll probably be banned right so mm-hmm. so there's so there's there's there there's so there's an an uh, so there's that you know that anonymity in using it being a shopping mall but you still can't be an a-hole in a shopping mall it'll still kick you out you know if social media platforms again in that let's say that alternate reality became the same way would people still use them or would that would part of that kind of go away for people? I think people would still use them because not everyone's mean. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, and here's here's the other. Side I actually of that think coin. I actually don't think that uh, that people care about necessarily using their real name. Like that doesn't seem to bother. Like I see, you know, if you read the comments on like Edmonton Journal and stuff yeah. like that, like there's yeah. a lot of people with their real names and they're saying some heinous shit. And it, you see that on Facebook too. Yeah. People. Yeah. The, I think anonymity brings out more and worse of it. Yeah. But people would still do it under their real name with yeah, their yeah, face absolutely. next to it. Yeah. 
It's the same with LinkedIn because it's supposed to be like a business professional platform. But then when you go into like posts that are, have a lot of comments, you're still you'll still see like stupid, ignorant comments. Oh, and yeah, you just yeah. want to be like, I'm going to call your employer and tell them <laughs> that you sent this. But yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, it just that was just me kind of spitballing, right? Because like obviously, like like obviously, no one, no one, no one wants this. I think, I think, I think everyone, you know, obviously, you know, you know, this is your your business, uh, Beverly. So obviously, this is you know, in social media, it's important for you. It's important to all of us. You know, we we just kind of use it as like you know, hobby as have a creative outlet. I think people want to use it and they want to use the platforms. But I think they also want to be, they want to feel know, safe. Yeah, you want to feel safe. You want to enjoy it, right? Yeah. So so it's a question of how to get there is the question. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a really difficult thing because you want to be able to to turn down uh, the volume on uh, on uh, and all of our argu- arguments, whether they're about pop culture or or otherwise, right? And it, and it's when there's a when there's a mob of people involved, it's really hard for anyone to stand up and say, "Hey, l- let's cut this out. Everyone, <laughs> just calm down and relax. All right?" <laughs> and they're like, "It just doesn't work like that." You know, we. We all, I think we we all kind of know better individually, but uh, once once some crowds get involved, it gets very difficult. Yeah, I can agree with that. I yeah. mean, but like from my experience, I've been on Twitter for like oh, I'm so old, ten years now. I think I think that's how many thousand thousand years that's old in, how long in human years. Me and Colin have probably been following each other. Probably, for, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, whenever I see someone saying something nasty to someone else usually people will come to their defense but then again it's like you're only focusing on like the one the person who it's targeted towards is probably just focusing on that one negative person um and like yeah you can block them or like ignore what they're saying or just like choose not to see what they're saying to you but i don't know like i feel like we talk about like this all the time yeah. And just like what is the solution? Maybe just stop being a jerk. Like every like I'm kind of outspoken on my Twitter. If you follow me, you probably know I'm kind of mean sometimes, but everything that I say, like I'll tell you to your face that you suck. Yeah. So, it's like not really being mean it's being me um so i think just remembering that like if you're gonna say this would you actually say it to someone's face and it's the same with businesses like if someone leaves a bad comment on a business page i'm always like don't react right away wait for an hour and think about what you're gonna say and things like that whereas with like just normal users of social you can write back right away and just like sit there and yeah and like yeah. No, yeah, you're yeah. a jerk. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe some of these platforms can give you like timed responses. So like you oh, can't yeah. you can't reply to a tweet right away. You have to think about it for ten minutes before you can That'd get your reply. Horrible. <laughs> Telegraphs, dudes. Yeah, we just yeah, go back yeah, to Telegraph go. of like I just got a cable from or faxes like blue blue jay hat 2099. Well, I'm just gonna scribble this down and take yeah. this down to the office and get it back to him and then within yeah. the fortnight. <laughs> Yeah, That'd be uh, terrible. <laughs> It'd be great. We just go back. Okay, you go. Go for, forward. Forward is backward is new forward. We'll see you there. Okay. <laughs> I actually kind of agree with Colin on that. I, I think. I think. <laughs> yes. I think the uh, uh, the the cultural space was healthier before social media came along. That's just my uh, my personal opinion, and that doesn't that doesn't mean that like uh, social media doesn't have a place. Uh, you know, it, it just, it, I just think that, um, it's, it's not healthy now 
and and I'm sure it will. I'm sure we'll sort of figure it figure it out a little bit more in the future. But for for right now, it's a it's a it's a big problem. Well, I mean, you can't just generalize all of social media <laughs> users. I um, think I just did. Even before like Facebook and Twitter existed, there is always like email groups and there is um, message boards and things like that. I think because now you get like with message boards, it's very like targeted, like you would join a Star Wars message board. But now Star Wars fans can interact with Star Trek fans and maybe they don't get along so much or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So you kind of have different voices all chiming in about something and like not everyone's going to agree. It's just a matter of how you handle the disagreement. Um, yeah, absolutely. It, it, you know, it, it, what I think what these, these big social media platforms basically did was just was, was to allow everyone to interact with, with everyone. And that, that turns up the heat on, on, uh, on debates because like, na- like before, if you had a debate on, uh, on just like a message board, there's a pretty limited amount of people in, on there and you were probably knew them to some degree. You're, in, you're on the message board a lot and you were probably, probably have an idea of who they are. So, um, there's probably some camaraderie there to sort of like keep things a little bit more on the even keel. But now when you're just like dealing with strangers who are blasting each other, constantly uh you know it, it it just i think it just like turns up the heat and and i i think all the evidence is there based on like what's happening to celebrities what's happening to uh you know um, um politicians and all these other kinds of things it's just you know just the it's just the temperature's turned way up and and at some point we're gonna have to try and find a way of turning it down do you think that like because now people have these platforms to express their feelings even though they might not be positive like is that like true humanity like (laughs) some people just suck like um it's nice to know like oh you think about these like you're a racist in in your bedroom but then like when you go out to the mall you're not a racist but isn't i feel like it's like exposing people for who they really are but not because it's anonymous but like i i hear you yeah yeah i i I, like some there's uh there's there's some I would have, I think that you're right there's some validity to like a lot of, like the the sunlight being shined on all these yeah. people and 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 for us to learn that like ah you know what things weren't going as good as we thought they were <laughs> you know underneath underneath it all there was there's some real systemic issues and now we've got to we've got to deal with them pretty directly um but yeah I you're right I'll just I'll just leave it at that also kind of further to the the point of things were better before the the genie's out of the bottle <laughs> you ain't going back in yeah like there's there's really no going back at this point uh if if twitter pulled the plug tomorrow no there'd be but something else would would yeah. be up in like a week to replace it it's it's just a reality we have to learn to uh i want to say deal with but that seems so flippant about it. It's it's the new it's the new reality and we need to learn how to uh live in it in a way that we can all get along in. Can we just all get along? Actually, I don't really want to get along with everyone. Just saying. <laughs> or at least um, coexist is yeah, probably yeah. the the better coexist. the better word there. Yeah. Like we we just and like maybe that's Maybe part and parcel of it is because it's so new and because people are still 
learning how to use it to a certain extent. It's not that new. Yeah. But from a technological yeah. standpoint, it is. And right now we're dealing with people who are learning how to use it, but are also in a position to teach the next generation how to use it responsibly. Yeah. And also, and, like, and also being able to sort of like, um, you know, discipline yourself on like how you use it personally. And that's all, yeah. and like you say, it's all part and parcel with and, like learning how to, how to properly but how we're, use the platform. We're also then, as I said, in a position to be able to teach the next generation who are growing up with it, yeah. how to use it more responsibly than we have. And I think that's true with most technology. Like people driving around in the first cars weren't driving them as safely as we are now uh, because cars weren't as prevalent. They were a newer technology. And say what you will about speeding and, and car accidents, it's, that's, <laughs> they, that's a minority of, of incidents. Yeah. Most people drive their car safely every day. Yeah. And that wasn't necessarily the case before, but now we've got generations who've grown up doing it. So I believe what you're advocating for is a, is a Twitter seatbelt. Yes, okay. that is exactly and, and, that is where and, I was going with this. And Facebook airbags. <laughs> and Facebook airbags. That's what we need: Twitter seatbelts and Facebook airbags. I mean, I wonder what they're doing now for children in school. Like, I know that they talk to them about online bullying, but I wonder what kind of training they're giving them now. Like, do they have someone come in and speak to the kids about how to act online and why it's important to act this way, or is it just like don't use social media because you'll get bullied? I, like, I think a that's question. a good question for fellow Alberta Podcast Network uh, podcast, the Ed Podcast. <laughs> yes, pose that question right now. I, well, I am. I Ed guess. Podcast, you've been challenged. <laughs> but you want to know the answer? You can put that in an episode. You can tweet us, but be nice. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> well, I think I, we're coming up on time. Eh? I think. Uh, I think obviously we, this could this could be a topic that we could spend many, 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 many yeah, episodes a, on. Uh, it wasn't a, it wasn't we got away from movies quite a bit yeah I, but that's I hope, okay i hope you guys got something out of it anyway that's okay uh but yeah we uh we and we get we want to know what you guys think uh we're on we're we're on the social medias we're on twitter facebook and instagram where uh, i have some notes uh you can check us out there uh you can also find uh all the episodes uh from uh from from this show and all the across the alberta podcast network on g radio you can find it at gradio.ca uh also on the ckua radio app you can download that from the apple app store uh we have new episodes every two weeks so if you're listening to the side notes episode that means we have a movie episode coming in two weeks from the original drop date of this episode. Not from this, from when you hear it, because that could be whatever. That could be the future, way down when. <laughs> yeah, so look at that date. But uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, Beverly, where can people uh, find you? They can find me at hellobeverly.com, and that's Beverly with an L E Y. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having we me. really appreciate it. Uh, Scott C. Bourgeois, you have a podcast or 10 uh, on the go. Yeah. Colin, do you like comedy? Uh, absolutely, I like comedy. Do you like improvised comedy? I am quite the fan of improvised comedy. You Scott. should uh, probably go and check out at What About Improv on Twitter. Oh, I it's will. Uh, Edmonton's new uh, comedy podcast, cool. which is largely improvised and uh, brought to you in part by the people at Rapid Fire Theater, who nice. are known, known, and acclaimed local improvisers. They are. Uh, so if you'd like a, a laugh, maybe go check that out. Uh, and if you'd also like a laugh about a book, uh, you can also check out my other podcast, The Read Along, which I do with my lovely wife, Anita. Greg, do you have anything that people need to find? No. No? Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. If you're looking for uh, an interesting politics podcast, you can check out the Dave Berta podcast on the Alberta Podcast Network. Dave Cormier and Ryan Hassman talk politics, policy, and events from an Edmontonian, Albertan, 
and Canadian perspective. That's the Dave Berta Podcast, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB Financial. Uh, yeah, well, if you like this, uh, like this show, uh, you can uh, uh, you know, leave us a review or something nice on on the iTunes and the Google Google Plays. Really appreciate it. And uh, thank you much for spending some time with us today. Really appreciate it.